Dustin Five Star here, letting you know that Memphis Wrestling is back in its old time slot every Saturday at 11 a.m. Instead of turning on your TV, tune in your radio to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only radio show in Memphis that brings you wrestling talk every single week. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling on the radio with some of the biggest names in the industry during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts and take that subscribe button to Slap City. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah. Welcome to the program. Welcome to Cerrito Live on this Saturday. We got another supersized edition of the program coming your way today. We'll be here till 1230. A little bit past noon. Of course, we're here every Saturday from 10 to noon. We will be off next week again for some SEC football, but we are on today. And coming up at 11, of course, every week, professional wrestling is back on Saturday mornings in Memphis. Back in its old time slot, but instead of turning on Channel 5, you turn on WHBQ Radio right here, Sports 56, and we talk pro wrestling. Dustin Five Star will be with us in studio, also scheduled to join us during the wrestling hour and a half today, Buff Bagwell. And uh, we'll also talk with Brandon Baxter, and we'll preview what has become a very interesting WWE pay-per-view. There is a wrestler, uh, CJ, that you actually know who he is. It's going to be wrestling his first WWE match in over, uh, well over a decade, maybe 15 years. Who? Uh, Kurt Angle. Really? I hate him. You hate him? He's an Olympic gold medalist. He's a bum. He's a jabroni. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. WWE Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle, uh, is now going to wrestle due to a meningitis outbreak that has hit the company. So Kurt Angle is suiting up uh, to get in the ring tomorrow and chaos erupting for tables, ladders, and chairs. And we'll talk about that. Uh, later on in the program, Holly Whitfield's going to join us this hour. Uh, she joins us every month to tell us what she's loving in Memphis. And we'll talk about what we're loving in Memphis as well for the month of October as we roll through that. And we'll take a minute to preview Indie Memphis Film Festival, which is just two weeks away. But we're going to uh, kick off the show today, as we always do, with some Kevin Sanity. So let's do that now. <laughs> Come on! Sanity! Good morning. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Boo! Boo! Boo in your life. That's what we do now. What did I do? I don't know. What did Chandler Parsons do? Accept hundreds of millions of dollars. Someone (laughs) wanted to give it to me. (laughs) 
All right, we have to start talking about this. Who would have thought? But, I mean, that is the story of the start of this season. That's how we, I believe, will remember the beginning of the season. Unless the Grizzlies win tonight against Golden State. We will talk about that uh, game here uh, momentarily. A Grizz win tonight could completely change uh, the conversation. But everybody's talking about the booing of Chandler Parsons. I'll let you go first and tell me your thoughts. You were there at FedEx Forum. To me, on the replays, the booing didn't seem that loud to me. But I guess if you're in the building, it, it definitely resonated a little bit more Obviously, it did for Chandler Parsons. Uh, what were your thoughts on Chandler Parsons, a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, getting booed by the home Grizzlies crowd? I mean, it seems like every year Grizzlies fans boo somebody whose like confidence is shaken. You know, <laughs> this is like this is becoming a, sort of a regular thing. I, I just don't get it. Like, obviously, there's a guy who is struggling to play well, and you're going to boo him for not playing well because he's like. I don't know. It's just so stupid. Like, if you see somebody who is obviously, um, obviously out there, and part of their issue is that they are rattled, right? I mean, Taylor Parsons, he's out there. He, he's this is his first time. Uh, you know, this is his first time really playing basketball for real in like two years, and it's obvious that he's struggling with his confidence in his shot. It's obvious that he is struggling to trust his knee. It's obvious that he's struggling. Um, just to find his place on the court. And so you're going to boo the guy whose confidence is shaken so that you can continue to sh- further shake his confidence. I just don't get it. Like I mean, That's, that's a logical way of looking at it. I mean, I don't think that's what they were, were doing. Do you not think they were more ma- booing like the management idea of it, or you think they were booing him? Because like, Chris Wallace didn't. No, they were booing was him. It? They were booing him. They were booing I mean, him. He was the one at the free throw line. They were booing him. Okay. And... So is it, I guess the conversation, the conversation this week, and I'll get into my thoughts in a second, but the conversation this week really seemed to be like, you should never boo your own player. Do you go by that, that philosophy? I mean, you can do whatever you want, but it, it, it makes you a jerk. If you, you know, if <laughs> it's just like free speech, right? You can say whatever you want, but if somebody calls you out for it, that's not infringing your right to free speech. It's just calling you out for it. Um, I just don't get it. I just think it's counterproductive. If you like the Grizzlies, and you you theoretically should want the players on the Grizzlies to do well, and if you see a guy who is struggling, um, not because he's struggling on purpose, you know, you boo somebody for something they do on purpose, um, right. or because you, you don't like that person. And I guess, you know, Chandler Parsons is hateable because he's rich and has women all over him and is injured. Um, but he's also, he's those, also they, on the home yeah. team, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's the first game of the season, it does seem a little tough, right? And so I would be totally on the side of, of like, come on, guys, why are you? Why are you I mean, everybody, if you, if you buy the ticket, you go to the game, and if you're a Grizzlies fan, I'm not going to be on here telling you how to be a Grizzlies fan or not, whether you want to boo somebody on the team or not. I mean, it's up to you. But um, yeah, it doesn't mean you're, you're not being a, um, you know, word I can't say on the radio when you do it. Right, but we can't like we, let's not ignore this. Let's not ignore the fact that that this that I mean this is we're going to talk wrestling here for two seconds uh, in the first hour, which I try to avoid doing. But like this is a town that the our original pro team was professional wrestling. And not only that, this is an organization, the Grizzlies, who have a wrestling night every year where it is like encouraged for the the crowd to get rowdy and wrestling like. So um, this is a fan base that kind of does 
have somewhat of an encouragement to be that rowdy professional wrestling uh, uh, crowd. And but but that aside, I, I agree with you. Uh, but at the same time, I can see how the the it can be confusing here in 2017 when everything is wrestling uh, of of what's going on with these crowd with the crowd and how you're going to react to different moments. Yeah, I mean the difference is like I don't know. There's nobody on the Grizzlies that's playing a heel. You know, it's not uh, it's not stagey in that way. Um, but people are looking, still kind of looking for that heel. Like, I mean, if you go to, you know, Grizzlies Wrestling Night, there is like, there is a, a clear, like, here's the, the good guys versus bad guys on Grizzlies Wrestling Night. But that aside, but even in like today's society, when everything is wrestling from the president and down, like, there is this kind of, we want to boo people and we want to pick sides, uh, but it is bizarre to do it to your own guys. That doesn't make sense. If you yeah, don't I mean, my like argument Generation X, good. you're not going to boo X Pac when he comes out, right? Look, my, my argument against that is like the, the meanness in the hearts of dumb people that has made everything wrestling, uh, made everything into wrestling is not something we should embrace. It's got us into the problems that we're in. <laughs> right, to address that problem. Okay, so look, <laughs> I would be totally team like, I can't believe you guys booed Chandler Parsons until I heard what Chandler Parsons said after the game. And you may agree with me on this, Life, and that is that I just think, I think what he said after the game was outrageous. Uh, of course, his quote after the game saying, it's tasteless, man. It makes no sense. The quote from Chandler Parsons. No, look, I've never been in the situation playing for a team and the, the home crowd booing you or whatever. But that's not the response you take if you're Chandler Parsons. That's not the response you take if you're the guy who goes on Instagram and comments on models and reality show stars pages to show me your boobs, but he uses a different word constantly. That is what tasteless is. So I got to stick up for, I mean, it's harder for me to feel sympathy. And I know the conversation this week on Sports Talk Radio in this town is mostly about should Memphis has booed everyone, should Memphis fans boo Chandler Parsons? That was the conversation. To me, the conversation should be Chandler Parsons, should he be calling Memphians tasteless with the activity that he does in his spare time? that gets picked up by national media outlets yeah i mean clearly the answer is no uh we don't need a lecture from chandler parsons on what's tasteless i mean i think marcus all had a good take on it um just saying you know uh, we're all a team i don't understand if you like this team why would you boo someone on this team if you're booing chandler you're booing us right i mean we've seen a time and time again chandler parsons is just really bad at pr um he posted all his chancun pictures while he was too hurt to play and we defended um, him on this show. Like I defended him. I, yeah. thought, I thought you were allowed to like be hurt and still like take a vacation because he comes from you know this new millennial culture that that's just what you do is you post on social media and you only post your happy moments on social media. So we we went through that and I defended Chandler Parsons in, in that. And I probably would be defending him today if people were booing him. But just the idea that he wants to act like that is tasteless and then people want to ignore they want to ignore. Uh, the, that what he actually does that is tasteless is is right. bizarre to me. Because it's not yeah. tasteless, not compared to what he's but, doing on social media. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, that's what I mean. He's just, he, has, he does it. Self-awareness is not one of his strong, <laughs> I would say. Um, because, yeah, I, you know, I don't think... I guess I can't repeat what he what he says to women on Instagram all the it's, time. It's show me but, your, uh, it's show me your blank, and he uses a word that we can't say on the radio. Yeah, starts with a T. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know uh, that's sexual harassment that he's just conducting in broad daylight uh, on people's Instagram lives. So that's that's pretty tasteless to me. 
Yeah, his, um, his, 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 for those who don't know, and that's made headlines, is it is typically, not typically, but this has happened multiple times uh, since he's he's been a part of this this roster. But whether you're a supermodel, who, if you do like a Facebook or an Instagram live video and you can go live on your Instagram, people can comment on what's happening. And he'll comment, like from his uh, blue check mark account for the whoever that person talking is to show me your blank. He did it very recently. Of course, we noticed this story, both you and I like, because of um, he did it with the Big Brother contestant, Jess, who is in a committed relationship with Cody, right? We're all cheering for Jess and Cody, except Chandler Parsons, who comes out. I don't know that we're all cheering for Cody, but <laughs> it's you know, their standard uh, of how you treat people. <laughs> you broach them, for sure. <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, here, you know, we can't even get into that, how you treat people conversation from this past season of Big Brother. But anyway, uh, let's uh, let's continue. Let's change the topics. I just wanted to get that out there, make sure people uh, can – because there is a bigger picture than, like, I think just the fans booing. You got to – if you go down to the root of why they booed, uh, why they thought it was appropriate to boo have, have, and versus, like, why he – what he's thinking is tasteless. It's, it's a more complex situation than you just don't boo your home hometown guy. And I think he's going to get cheered yeah. tonight, right, against Golden State. He's going to get a big ovation tonight. We'll see. You don't think so? Well, I mean, you know, he called everybody tasteless. We'll see. I think he's a very hateable guy. And um, I think that when he is doing well on the basketball court, that covers over some of that uh, hateability. Um, and so when he's struggling, which he he didn't struggle, you know. He struggled at first. He got booed. And then towards the end of the game, the end of his minutes, he played really well. Like, not really well for what we thought he would be, but really well for – what he is now you know he, is, yeah. he he had a, he had some good minutes so we'll see uh i thought after that whole thing happened he really kind of turned a corner uh, and started playing well so, so he just started playing maybe, well in the second half and maybe the booing is what got him going so maybe we should boo him every game is what you're saying i'm not saying that you're not saying that, okay? But <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it's interesting because because it's not that he just makes these comments on Instagram. Last thing on this topic, he's just so like just brazen, like just does it in public. Like it's just yeah. it's not like he's sending these these women direct messages or anything. Like he just doesn't care. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's like get, he doesn't even doesn't understand why he shouldn't do that. This this story of the the booing of Chandler Parson overshadowing the big news. Apparently, the Grizzlies drafted the rookie of the year. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dylan Brooks had a really, really great night. Uh, one of the best debuts by a Grizzly I've ever seen. Uh, he ended up with like 19 points, ton of rebounds, several assists. He ended up with like four block or four steals and two blocks. Um, just a great, great performance. He looked confident. He looked sure of himself. Uh, he won't be like that every night because rookies aren't like that every night. But man, it was it was great to see a young guy in his first real NBA game uh, going off like that. Yeah, so that's pretty impressive outing by him. But now, uh, Jermichael Green, who we talked all summer about what's going on with Jermichael Green, will he sign with the Grizzlies? He is now hurt, so he's in position to be the next Grizzlies player to be booed when he returns and is unable to be his same self. What, <laughs> when is Jermichael Green coming back? How bad? Should we be concerned about this? First game of the year. Uh, yeah, first game of the year, and you hate to see it, but uh, honestly, the injury could have been a lot worse. He came down and landed on top of somebody else's foot, uh, and so... Given the Gordon Hayward situation, I, I said this in my post, I was just kind of glad that he was able to stand up and walk off as his feet were pointing in the right direction. Um, it's a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out three or four weeks. Uh, high ankle sprains are pretty common in basketball. Um, it's just a thing that happens. You roll your ankle sometimes. 
And uh, so it's, it's good to know that it's not anything that, you know, you can break anything. It's not like a torn ligament or something like that. He just sprained his ankle. Uh, so he'll be all right. So, all right. And the other thing I noticed on social media the other night, because I was unable to attend that game, I should be inside the Grindhouse tonight. Can I still call it the Grindhouse? We're one game uh, in without I Tony Allen. So. Well, I guess I Tony so. was there the other night. So tonight's the first night because there's going to be a Grizzlies game in FedEx form without Tony Allen present in many, many years. It's going to be sad. Uh, I guess he missed some games, but without you know, him being, being on the roster. Or of one of the teams playing. Okay, so tonight is Golden State. The Grizzlies uh, in action against Golden State. What are the chances? Golden State, they lost their first game of the year, did they not? Yeah, they've looked kind of flat to start the year, honestly. So, um, you know, I don't expect the Grizzlies to win because the Warriors are the best team in the league. But they're not really playing well to start the year. So uh, the Grizzlies may be able to pull off an upset. They lost They lost to the Houston Rockets, right? Not a good week for Houston teams. Yeah. Uh, Memphis, no. Memphis State doing a... Uh, number nice comeback there against uh, Houston, the, the Cougars on on ESPN the other night. Okay, we're talking with Kevin Lipe about the Grizzlies. We talk about the Grizzlies every week. So Golden State tonight. Well, who? Okay, so okay, this is something Grizzlies fans have been able to say, right? That the Grizzlies seem to play Golden State well. That they have Golden State's number. That they can either that they they do have a history of beating this Golden State team and at least playing them close. Is that still going to be the case without Zebo and Tony Allen? Were they that big of a part of that success against? Golden State, or is this? We'll is have it... to see. Yeah, um, I mean, I think a big part of uh, certainly a big part of it was, was Tony Allen's defense of Clay Clay Thompson. Um, he was totally in Clay's head for the last few years, so I, I don't know who's going to step in and do that. But it, you know, it, I do think that a lot of it just comes down to style of play. Um, the Grizzlies play through the inside so well, and Marcus All is a big part of that. So uh, we'll we'll have to see. I think I think. You know, they were able to do really well against them last year uh, in Memphis. So uh, there's no reason to think they can't win. I just don't expect it. You know, it would be a surprise if they won, but but it wouldn't be impossible. Right. So tonight at FedEx Forum, your undefeated Memphis Grizzlies against the Golden State Warriors. Any other thoughts from the first game of the season, Light, before we start talking about what's trending? Uh, just that I hope Brandon Wright could stay on the court because I thought he he really kind of showed what he off, what has to offer that we haven't really seen from him a lot. So uh, that's kind of my other takeaway. All right, and of course uh, your podcast is back. The Beyond the Arc podcast, folks can listen to if you want more Grizzlies insight every uh, week. Go subscribe to the Beyond the Arc podcast. Of course, read Leip's Grizzly stories uh, on the cover of this week's Memphis Flyer. You can pick up a great preview uh, of the season uh, by Leip, the cover story of this week's Memphis Flyer. Pick that up. Read the blog Beyond the Arc blog. Um, at memphisflyer.com. So not only is Lipe right about the Grizzlies for the Memphis Flyer, he's also the digital manager. And so we like to end every week when we talk to him with a conversation about what's trending in Memphis at memphisflyer.com and on their social media. So let's do that now. Trending, trending, trending. Trending with Lipe. What's trending, Lipe? Uh, the poop line. The poop line? <laughs> There is uh, there is some some outrage brewing uh, and a, a, a organization forming to um, oppose this project. They're, the, the shorthand for it is the poop line, but really what it is, there is a huge industrial site um, that I think is in Haywood County, uh, and the plan is to run this pipeline from this site in Haywood County all the way across Tipton County to the Mississippi River, like a 35, 36 mile pipeline, 
uh, to carry wastewater from the industrial site and also all the treated sewage water from the city of the town of Stanton uh, all the way across Tipton County to the Mississippi River. Um, you know, nothing could possibly go wrong there uh, trying to transport uh, dirty water over dozens of miles. I, I don't understand why anyone would be opposed to that. Um, just dumping wastewater with who knows what in it into the Mississippi River directly above Memphis. Uh, seems totally cool to me, um, and I'm glad somebody's going to make a lot of money doing that. The Shelby County Commissioner, I, I, <laughs> I saw, spoke out saying that, that, of course, it obviously would harm the river and folks that would live yeah. around it. Like, if you're going to be dumping poop into the into the Mississippi River, like this is what More poop so, that is already in it, you know. So we're fine. here, we're here brainstorming, like, oh, let's, uh, we need to put a, a fancy art museum on the river. We need to uh, have a a pedestrian bridge that will take you to a brand new aquarium on the river. We just finished this nice. Um, the biggest pedestrian bridge across the Mississippi River. That's what we're doing over here in Memphis. But in Haywood County, they're like, hmm, we could dump some poop in there. <laughs> That's what we could, yeah, we could, we, we could, we could build a pipeline to carry, carry poop 40 miles to the river and then dump it. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, um, you know, I think part of it for me too is, you know, this is not exactly an administration uh, in which the EPA has a lot of, uh, <laughs> has a lot of scruples about what it's going to let rich people do to the environment. Um, so it's likely, I mean, there's not going to be any federal regulation on any of this because they're just, they don't care. They've been instructed not to pay attention. So nobody's at home there to make sure that it's even going to happen safely. So, so if you needed another reason, if you need another reason not to jump in the Mississippi River like at Music Fest, here's another reason uh, not <laughs> to get into the to the river. So there's a Facebook group. Say no to the Randolph Poop Line. It's called the Randolph Poop Line. Well, you know. Oh no! I got to commemorate Zach's legacy somehow. somehow with the poop line. So I like the page. There's over two thousand, or it's actually, actually a group. So I can't wait to start seeing the signs. What are the signs going to say, CJ? Well, you know, there's save the Greens Ward. There's protect our aquifer. Signs are up. What is the uh, stop the poop? What is it going to be? Constipate the poop line. All right, there you go. That seems too long. Too long of a word. You got to shorten the shorten the words down. But I, I like it. I like it. It's clever. I think clever. What's the nomination? Green's word's a long line, word too, but like that's comp- you got to make sure people know what the words mean. What? Dump, dump the poop line. Baby. Dump, dump. See that's there short it is. Sweet. Dump the poop line. Poop line signs are going up. So trending in Memphis right now. The poop line. Hopefully, it doesn't trend much more. Where they can get get this stopped. Dumping poop into the Mississippi River. Jeez, like what? What do you say? The life to the people who are thinking. I know this is not your idea. I always like how I act, act like some of these awful ideas are your ideas. But what do you think to the people who, who are saying, well, the Mississippi River is already pretty dirty anyway. Nobody's like, what's what's the big deal? Yeah, I mean, well, that's... <laughs> I, that is the counter argument because it is already pretty gross most of the time. Uh, I would say that I don't know. I, that's my whole thing is I just don't I don't trust anybody to be paying attention to how to whether this water that's coming out of that is actually treated properly or not because there's right. just there's no there's no one in place in the federal government who, who who wants to enforce these regulations right now. I mean, we saw that in Houston, saw the flooding of the chemical plants and stuff. They just didn't do anything about it. Um, so why why would they step in to make sure all this water that's getting dumped into the Mississippi River is clean? They can put whatever they want in there, mm-hmm. uh, whatever kind of harmful runoff they wanted, and nobody's going to be paying attention. This and this people, should... you know people fish out of the Mississippi River. I don't know that I would do that and eat it, but people do it. 
you know, throw it back if you do. I, I, I would, yeah, I would think it's really it's bizarre to me because I, mean, I just just mentioned the other signs. Of course, the other sign that protect the aquifer sign. We're having all this issues with our aquifer because we got some of the best best drinking water on the planet here in Memphis, Tennessee, and they're and they're messing with that. And and now we're having the idea we're dumping poop into the Mississippi River. Like some of the stuff we think we would be able to agree on. Um, protecting our waters but oh well we'll see Protect- well that's the uh, common sense is going out the window because basically anything that makes the other side mad is, is fair game now it's like if, oh people are mad that we're dumping all this crap in the river let's just poop directly into the river that'll make it <laughs> You know, there we that's go. The, that's, they, that's the climate we live in right they've now. They've been trying to figure out, like, so there's there's obviously <laughs> music fest, barbecue fest. They've been trying to figure out, like, 901 fest hasn't really taken off to that degree. Like, wh- that what's going to replace Sunset Symphony? Why not just do poop fest? Right? It can be sponsored by Hayward County. Off the big river you just go out there and just poop straight into the river. On that note, life. That's the end of this interview. We're off next week, uh, so we'll see how the Grizzlies are doing here in two weeks. What do you think? Uh, how many how many losses do you think they're going to have here in the next couple weeks? Uh, we have schedule in front of me. It's hard to say. I don't. I don't have a prediction. You know, they play Houston Monday, which I think is going to be with Chris Paul potentially out. Um, that's a huge break for them. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I've I've said what I think they're going to do in my preview, but I don't know how that's going to actually play out on a week by week basis yet. Right. All right. Well, we will we will talk to you in two weeks. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you tonight at FedEx Forum for the Grizz. You will. All right. Thanks a lot. Kevin Light Later. from from the Memphis Fire Farm at Fire Grizzblog. That's Grizz with only one Z on Twitter. Well, we got lots more to go on the show uh, today. CJ, are you making those signs? You got to make some handmade signs. Dump the poop line. I'll get started on that right away. Get started on right away. All right, we got a big show still to come. You're listening to Surreal Live here on Sports 56 at 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wind prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right, pickles, and and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday Funday at Laughlin Yard.